Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of January. The JNU attack has dominated television news with most TV news anchors taking predictable views. Aaj Tak's popular news anchor Anjana Om Kashyap held a debate on the topic. Known for her pro-establishment views, Kashyap held a live chat on YouTube. Some of the questions from the viewers were benign like how was your vacation? But her response to a question about the citizenship law was quite a shock. Kashyap declared that the Citizenship Amendment Act in itself isn't a new concept. But she said, and I quote, when you combine this with the NRC, this can be a lethal combination. Because the ones who are left out due to incomplete documents, they can get citizenship if they are Hindu. But for Muslims, even if they are genuine but they don't have the complete documents or papers, they won't be eligible for citizenship. CAA and NRC can be a lethal combination. Unquote. She said that the government will have to think about this from a different and new perspective because the protest against the CAA and NRC is increasing all over the country. And Anjana didn't stop there. She also went on to say that during partition, Mahatma Gandhi and Jawaharlal Nehru too said that if the Hindu brothers who had been left behind faced any kind of discrimination in Pakistan or Bangladesh, they should get a place in India. Talking of media's coverage of the JNU attack, do read Ayush's piece on how India's state broadcaster Prasar Bharti spun a blatantly false angle on the events that unfolded in JNU on Sunday. Prasar Bharti did not back down even after it was fact-checked by Alt News. Read the details on newslaundry.com. And to read more of such incisive reports, do support us because News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We believe in the independence of news because when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So pay to keep news free. Dilip Ghosh, the BJP chief in West Bengal, has declared Sunday's mob attack on Jawaharlal Nehru University students as a staged incident. Just yesterday, Ghosh had proclaimed that communists getting assaulted in the country probably deserve it. Ghosh said, and I quote, How could outsiders enter the university with faces covered and zero in on ABVP members to beat them up? Then they seemingly disappeared. They must have removed their face cover and mingled among students. Unquote. He went on to allege that the students who had brought in the mask assailants must have hidden them. Like all of these baseless allegations weren't enough, Ghosh took things a step further and questioned whether the injury suffered by JNU Students Union President Aishi Ghosh was real. He said, and I quote, It is still to be tested whether it is blood or some colour on her head. Unquote. He alleged that Aishi Ghosh herself may have orchestrated the violence in the university campus with the help of miscreants. He said communists and other opposition leaders were suffering from existential crisis. In what can only be called a dramatic twist to the tale, the CBI told the Supreme Court today that the 35 girls suspected to have been killed at a shelter home in Bihar's Muzaffarpur are actually alive. The case of mass sex assault had caused a nationwide outrage around two years ago. The CBI had informed the Supreme Court last year that Brijesh Thakur, a politically well-connected man who ran the shelter and his aides, may have killed 11 girls because the investigative agency had discovered a bundle of bones at the site. Today, however, the CBI said instead that two skeletons were recovered during their investigation and they belonged to a man and a woman. It said that it did not find any evidence of any minor being murdered. 
In its charge sheet filed in December 2018, CBI had alleged that Brijesh Thakur had forced girls to dance to vulgar songs and have sexual intercourse with guests. He is currently jailed in a high-security prison in Punjab. Meghalaya Home Minister James Sangma has drawn the ire of the state's media fraternity for misbehaving with a journalist. Sangma, who is known to have avoided journalists in the past, aggressively reacted to a journalist who was trying to greet him at the secretariat. When the journalist approached him, Sangma asked him, and I quote, What the hell are you doing? Why are you blocking my way like that? He then walked up to the journalist and added, What's your problem? The journalist replied saying, What the hell do you think of yourself? Who are you? Taking exception to the minister's behaviour, which was recorded on camera, journalists met at Shillong Press Club on Tuesday and sent him a letter. In the letter, they expressed their disapproval at Sangma's conduct and sought an apology. They also demanded answers to a bunch of questions about pressing public issues. A Boeing plane headed to Ukraine crashed shortly after takeoff from Tehran, killing the 176 people who were on board. Qasim Binyas, a spokesman for Iran's Road and Transportation Ministry, said the plane had taken off from Imam Khomeini International Airport in the Iranian capital when a fire struck one of its engines. According to a state-run news agency, the pilot of the aircraft then lost control of the plane, sending it crashing into the ground. Ukraine's foreign ministry said that the victims of the crash include 82 Iranians, 63 Canadians, 11 Ukrainians, 10 Swedes, four Afghans, three Germans and three Britons. Iran has launched more than a dozen missiles at Iraqi airbases, hosting American and coalition troops overnight. It declared the strikes as retaliation to the killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani by the US last week. Al-Assad airbase in Iraq's Anbar province was hit 17 times. According to the Iraqi government, this included two ballistic missiles that failed to detonate. Five more missiles were targeted at a base in the northern city of Erbil in the assault which began at about 1.30am local time on Wednesday. The office of the Iraqi Prime Minister Adil Abdul Mahdi said Iran informed Iraq shortly after midnight that its response to the killing of its top military commander had begun and that retaliation would be limited to locations where the US military was present. Mahdi's office said in a statement today that Iraq was simultaneously informed by the Americans that military air bases in En al-Assad and Erbil were under missile attack. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do read how India's courts have been handling cases related to the citizenship law protests brought by detainees and police on Newslaundry.com. We at Newslaundry want to bring you details of ownership patterns in big news houses so you know where your news is coming from. To help us dig deep into the business of news in India, we need your support. Contribute to Newslaundry Sena's Who Owns Your Media project. Go to www.newslaundry.com sena and find the Who Owns Your Media project. Select your Newslaundry Sena membership level and then click on Add and then proceed to payment. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me newslaundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.